We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Poof. David Ross appears. The manager of the Chicago Cubs joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Rossi, we back, baby. We back. <laughs> What's up, Lawrence? How are you, my man? Man, I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm great. I'm great. We won last night, so that always puts the manager in a good mood, you know? No, no doubt about it. And, and it's been a, a pretty good start. So far, how how would you describe what you've seen from your team in the first week and a half? Uh, I think we played well. I, you know, I think the offense has been um, really on par for what we expected and wanted and uh, some of the things we looked at in the offseason. And these guys have come in. They worked really hard. Um, some of the pitchers are still maybe not quite built up where they need to be. You know, if we're looking at big picture stuff, we're still probably – in a normal season, still a week left in spring training, so hitters are starting to get on time. Uh, pitchers are starting to get built out <clears throat> a little bit more. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm pleasantly pleased. We've got a little things to clean up, but I think every team does, and uh, for the most part we're healthy, knock on wood. So, yeah, things are off to, uh, to a pretty good start. What were the things that you wanted to make sure were done with the pitchers to try and get them built up in in the right way so that guys aren't going out there and trying to do too much in the first couple of weeks, knowing that they're probably a little bit behind schedule because of the lockout. Yeah, we're just having to play. I mean, Tommy Hadovy, um and the pitching group does a really nice job of mapping things out and planning ahead as best we can. I think the main thing that we looked at was, um, you know, having guys going back to back. We weren't able to do that. Um, the guys out of the pen early on, uh, David, David Robertson just had his first back-to-back last night. Roe Wick had his first back-to-back in Colorado. That takes a little bit of time uh, for those guys. And then, you know, just monitoring the pitch count, the workload, trying to keep an eye on, um, you know, when guys are when guys are starting to fade or fatigue a little bit in the game and starting to look at that number of, you know, you, you, you don't want to take them out too early because you still need to build up that arm strength and build up that pitch count, but you also – are trying to compete and win a game at the same time. So that's a little bit of a delicate balance, but um, the guys have been great and uh, very understanding. And, and you know, we've, we've got a lead, and I've got to take them out with, you know, four and two-thirds or four and a third, and they want to get that win. But they understand there's a big picture here, and we're trying to keep guys healthy and trying to do things uh, over a six-month span. What's something that, that fans don't understand about the ramp-up process for pitchers? Um, I, you know, I don't want to take for granted what, what fans know and don't know, but I think the one thing that I look at is just, um, you know, that, that 
the up downs, right? Like you get you get hot, you you go out and you throw fifteen twenty pitches in an inning, and then you sit down. And I mean that that half inning could take a, a while. It could it could be long. It could it could you know we in Colorado we had some long innings. Guys get on base. You're talking about maybe sitting there for thirty minutes and then ramping back up. You know that it, it, in in theory that's got to happen five six seven times uh, for these guys to get into a normal season. So we're still in that build up phase in some respects. David Ross, the manager of the Cubs, joining me here on the score as we talk about the Cubs. Uh, right now, it's off to a really decent start with this team. You were talking about your offense and the way that, that you and, and the front office went about trying to build it. Do you think that you have a little bit more of a diversified offense now? Oh, for sure. Uh, I think we have a little bit more contact-oriented group. You know, strikeouts where uh, when you have – you know, it, they go hand in hand, right? You're, when you hit a lot of home runs or guys that hit a lot of home runs, there's going to be more strikeouts. There's going to be a little more swing and miss. And um, guys that have more contact are going to put the ball in play a little bit more. But we also put the gr- ball on the ground a little bit. And, you know, that's we're going to be susceptible to double plays at times. And um, But we're also going to be in uh, in the game and having good at-bats against really elite pitching. So there's a balance, right? You, you're trying to trying to balance all that and find out where you're where – you're, um, where you want to spend your money and, and the areas where we want to improve. And, um, you know, Jed and the, the guys in the front office did a really nice job at the trade deadline last year, getting some young talent and getting guys like Nick Madrigal, Cody Hoyer, uh, who is injured, but also a real uh, big leaguer that's going to help us out for a long time. So, um, yeah, I think it's all a balance of finding uh, your your base offensively. Talking with David Ross, the Cubs manager here on The Score, I started off before you jumped on the line with me, Rossi. I was talking about Seiya Suzuki. Obviously, like statistically, and I know that we're only talking about 11 games, but seeing the amount of pitches that he sees in an at-bat is really cool. Did you know that that was in his profile when they told you that he was going to be a part of your team? Definitely. I think, you know, when we looked at Seiya and then... I don't know what happened there. Like, we need to call Rossi back because I think... The Cylons got him. See, Ray, this goes back to my theory. I've got a theory. I've got a theory that there hasn't been any improvement in actual cell phone stuff because now it's just a computer. And so when you try to have a call with someone, the Cylons come and get you. And it's okay. Rossi will call back and hopefully we'll have to clean their line. What you get with these internet lines nowadays, Lauren? I know, I know. It's it's totally okay. <laughs> okay, all right. So we got Rossi back. All right, Rossi, you were saying about Seiya Suzuki. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you look at his profile, and it definitely matched what uh, a good big leaguer and somebody that we value—a well-rounded player, makes contacts, got power, hits for average, hits all fields, um, good defensively, good on the bases, very athletic, uh, and you know, so far seems to be a great human being. I mean, fun to be around, good teammate, good in the clubhouse. Um, yeah, we, we saw this in his profile. I, I don't, I can't say that you always know that it's going to transition, and, and that's a hard transition. Some guys coming over from Japan have had a lot of success, and some guys have struggled a little bit more. But um, as far as the profile goes, yeah, this is a this is a this somebody that we targeted is, has fits a, a really good profile for us. 
How do you go about bridging the gap for him baseball-wise from making the jump from the Japanese league to the major leagues? Um, just, you know, communication, one, I think, is key. And then, um, you know, easing his way in. You know, I've got him. I think he's a top-of-the-lineup type hitter, um, you know, there in the 2-3-4 the area. And, you know, we started him in the six, gave him a little bit of a, a adjustment period. But he's taken off. I mean, it won't be long here, um, maybe today, that he might be uh, up there where I, I envision him on a regular basis. But um, just easing him in and also – getting him the bats uh, that he needs. He had a late start for us and trying to um, get him the, the most reps he can. And, and then you throw him out there and you let him, you let him have some success or fail and keep throwing him out there and he'll, he'll adjust. He's a really good athlete and, and it's been good for a long time. You got to trust in that. Yeah. It was, I know that our conversation in Scottsdale was quick, but one of the things you said about him was that he wants to be great and he wants to learn. And I, I've taken that with me. So how, how do you see that? Like as a manager, what are the things that you're looking for to know that a player like that is engaged in actively getting better? Well, that's it right there. It's the engagement process. It's him asking the questions. It's him having the conversations. It's him having the, um, you know, the, the personality to go in the cage and talk about the hitting with the hitting guys. It's to, to have the engagement with Jason Hayward and Ian Happ and the other outfielders to talk about how, how Wrigley plays, how uh, they can best communicate, what, where, where the strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, trying to get better in every way uh, with um, Willie Harris and, and working in the outfield and Mike Napoli on the bases. Uh, he's just engaged. And then with the R&D guys, if he wants the information, it's there. But uh, right now he's just been – kind of doing his thing, being being athletic and, and trusting his baseball skills. And um, he's done a really nice job so far. He's engaging, though, man. Like, when he when he steps in, in the locker room, he, he's got a great smile, great way about him. Um, you know, his personality just kind of even not speaking the language, him and his interpreter toy just have a really good way about themselves. Ian Happ's been pretty good. Are we seeing the growth of, like, a leader inside your clubhouse with Happ, along with how well he's playing? Yeah, yeah, Happer. You know, I think Happer went through some some growth period last year, uh, the failure early on, and then the success later, and the belief in himself. Yeah, I, you know what's what's really been impressive for me is uh, Ian's work that he's done from the right side of the plate versus left-handed hitters driving the ball last night to right center. He got caught for an out, but he's got three hits to the right side early on in the season, and the big hit last night uh, through the six hole. I mean. Um, just the, the calmness about him holding down the middle of the order right now. Um, you know, I, I think we've got a lot of confidence in Ian. He's got a lot of confidence in himself. And I think the numbers are pretty clear. When he has success, we win ball games, And, um, you know, that's a, that's a credit to him. He's continued to grow. There is that everybody's going to go through moments of success and struggle. And being able to stay right mentally, have confidence in yourself is the key to that. And, and Ian's done a nice job and continue to grow. I love watching Justin Steele pitch, and he's missing bats. And I know that you're you're trying to build that arm up so he can go deeper into games. What are the things that he needs to do to stay effective and successful? Uh, I mean, for me, he's doing a really nice job. He's just continuing to grow and trust in himself. Um, the forcing fastball is real. It played in Colorado, like you said. Just He's a fun guy to watch pitch. He attacks hitters. Uh, trusting in his stuff. Don't get away from what you do well. 
Um, he has a two-seamer and a change-up that are good pitches, but his bread and butter are going to be that four-seam fastball and the slider and making sure you trust that in the right moments and um, still being able to go deep in the games, be efficient, you know, the little things, handle the adversity moments, all those growth periods that we'll see throughout this season that will come and go, um, and just staying, staying true to himself, trusting himself, just kind of how we talked about Ian just a second ago. You gotta. Everybody's going to have those moments of adversity. You're going to have some, some moments that you struggle. It's believing in yourself, keeping your confidence, and, and, and trusting in what you do well and sticking with that. When, when you have two guys like Schwindel and Wisdom that, that kind of came on the scene and had some success last season and now are maybe you know, they're, they're stalwarts in your lineup, how do you convince them that, hey, you guys have proven that you belong here? I mean, I tell them, I think, you know, it's funny, like going back to spring training, when I told them they were on the team, I told them pretty early because I saw this frustration and trying to press and get ready and um, watching them go about their work. They're great guys, but then in the games, you could tell, like, you know, every out felt like the end of the world. And, and you know, to tell them, I, you know, I think I t- took for granted, like, neither one of them, uh, I, I, Frank had, but... Wiz had never made opening day lineup. I think Frank wanted that just confirmation from the manager and that security, right? Like it always makes you feel better. So just talking through them, continue to show belief in them, putting them in the lineup, uh, understand there's going to be success and struggles. Again, them staying true to who they are. We know who Wiz is. You know, he's got big-time power, and some of that didn't show up early in the season because of the weather, and he he hit a ball that should have went out here at home and uh, a couple balls that got caught. Uh, that were hit hard, and you got to keep trusting in that. And when you have the manager just saying, hey, stick with it, like knowing that they're going to be in there on a regular basis and find the right matchups for them, I think just uh, reassures them to, to be who they are. And they're really good hitters. They're really good players. Uh, Frank's gotten so much better on defense in his short time here, continues to develop with is so solid at third. Uh, continue to work on stuff with our hitting group. Those guys are, are going to be, you know, big time bats for us to, to have some success throughout the season. What was going on with Frank's home run celebration yesterday? <laughs> I think he just uh, he had he had told uh, our hitting coach um, Greg Brown standing next to me. I heard him. He said, "I'm not hitting another ball on the ground because he hit a, a bunch hard here lately. I'm getting this ball in the air, and I'm I'm thinking, wow, it's windy and cold and." And really, that's probably not a, a good formula. But um, he hit it high and to right, and uh, I think he was just fired up to get another uh, home run like he did in Colorado. That kind of get, get balls up in the air. He's got enough power to get the ball, hit the ball out to all fields, and he got it up and that hit that jet stream and hit it pretty good, and it, it went out. I think he was just fired up to finally have some stuff fall. He's, he's hit some balls hard right at guys and, and on the ground, and uh, that's not a good formula in our game right now. Rossi, as always, man, it was, it was a pleasure to see you out in the desert. I'm glad that, that the team is, is ready to roll, and you've had a really good start so far. Thanks for joining me, and as always, man, I look forward to talking with you. All right, Lawrence, good to be back talking to you, man. Have a great day, and uh, I appreciate you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.